So this is the Braves Craze Podcast. It's July 28th, Tuesday. Uh, we are back quicker than normal due to some things that have happened with the Braves. Uh, I'm sure this is no surprise to everyone in these happenings, but I did want to have a quick podcast and discuss that. Uh, if you listen to the podcast on Sunday or anytime this week, you know that I talked a lot about Mike Fultonavich and his lack of velocity in the spring in the spring training or actually summer training exhibition start he made on Tuesday against the Marlins. Uh, and he was down. Velo was 88 to 90, 91 max and, and was not looking like he was the same guy. So I expressed a lot of concern about that uh, and his upcoming start against Tampa here, which was last night on Monday. And, uh, you know, Fulte in, in an interview and, and Snicker in an interview kind of played it off a little bit in that, uh, you know, it was raining outside, wet. It was it was an exhibition start. So we were all hoping Fulte could crank it up. Uh, I was skeptical about that and, and said so on the podcast. And then last night, uh, Fulte goes out against Tampa and, and looked the same. Uh, his, his I think they said his average fastball velo was 89 point something, I think maybe three or so. Uh, I didn't see a pitch go above 92 the entire night that Fulte pitched. I did watch the game in its entirety, so uh, I know he did not look like he was the same guy throwing hard at all. Uh, you know, he had a couple innings where he got out of there with some breaking stuff and was able to keep it down and fool some hitters, but once they realized there was no velocity there, uh, what happened, what I was afraid was going to happen for Fulte happened, and he got hit pretty hard, uh, and the Braves eventually got blown out of that game Uh against the Marlins, I'm sorry, against the Rays uh, last night on Monday night in Tampa. So uh, that's the news we knew. And then after the game, uh, very surprisingly to almost everyone in the Braves country, uh, Braves fans, Fulte was designated for assignment, DFA'd. Uh, so what that basically means is he's off the team at this point in time. Uh, you know, he, he certainly can be traded now for next to nothing because when they DFA'd him, that means he basically won't have much trade value. Uh, I guess he could take an assignment to the minor league camp with the Braves, but I think since he has enough major league service time, he could, for lack of a better word, opt out of that. So we more than likely have seen the last of Fulte in a Braves uniform. Uh, I, I was surprised they let him go. Uh, you know, I, I was on record as saying that, uh, you know, he could not really pitch for us uh, long-term, looking like he was with that kind of velo and the lack there of that velocity. Uh, in a 60-game season in particular because, you know, you really can't waste that many starts if he's not right like we kind of did last year and seen him down to Triple A. He came back and salvaged part of the year. That's not really not an option, obviously, at this point in time. So, But I was surprised they went ahead and, and designated Fulte for assignment as opposed to maybe an injury, injury, injured list uh, stay or something to kind of figure out maybe what's going on. Uh, it, it, it leads you to believe there's more that, that meets the eye here than this. The Braves may have already – dealt with some of these things and you know it's hard to speculate we shouldn't speculate i guess but but something doesn't seem right with the whole faulty situation uh that, that we had where that velocity was down i also thought the strange thing was in the exhibition game you know it, it was sort of danced around for the longest time no one really said a lot on the the commentary of the game about that velo being down until late in the game uh snicker you know they talked about his body language being strange when he addressed it and it, it was so it's a strange, strange situation with Mike Fultonavich. I, I certainly have been critical of him as a player and the way he didn't prepare, but I wish the guy the best for sure. You don't want anything to you know, be wrong with the guy. You don't want anything to happen to him. Uh, you hope he catches on somewhere and, and, and is able to have a, uh, a resumed career somewhere, and, and that is a, uh, 
a certainty for anyone that the Braves certainly move on from or has any sort of issues like Fulte apparently had in, in these starts. You wonder, was it the elbow again? Uh, you wonder, did he have some sort of injury that he needed to have repaired? You wonder, was something else going on in the clubhouse? Or, you know, uh, we've all talked about uh, Fulte and, and his makeup sometimes, and he does get angry a good bit, and there was some issues with that in the past. So who knows? Uh, you know, I, I did make the comment yesterday or on on, uh, on my first podcast on Sunday that just I want the guy to come in and just be ready to pitch. And to me, that's the biggest issue here is, for whatever reason, you know, during a pandemic when he had extra time, and I know they went home, but but Fulte wasn't ready to go, and we needed him. Uh, and, and that, to me, was was probably the ultimate demise I can see with his situation uh, with the Braves. So, uh, again, Mike Fulton Davis designated for assignment by the Braves last night, shortly after the game ended. Uh, we wish Mike a lot of luck, and hopefully he can figure out what's going on and, and get right. Uh, and get back to being a, a very good major league pitcher like he was for parts of his career for sure. Uh, so let's talk about the impact now that has on the Braves. You know, we already knew coming in that, that we, were, we were down some pitchers. Cole Hamels is basically a question mark. We don't know how long he'll be out. Don't know if they really pitched this season, and that's another story. Uh, Felix Hernandez opted out. He was a guy we could have used in some places, so there's that. Now Fulte is no longer with the team, so the Braves have some holes to fill. Uh, you know, I mentioned before that Mike Soroka and Max Freed, I'm very, very happy with. I love the two guys, and I love the youngsters and where they're pitching. So I like our one and two spots. Uh, Sean Newcomb, even though he didn't get hit very hard, was, was pretty wild, was pretty all over the place with his command in game three uh, against the Mets. So uh, he, he threw a lot of pitches and didn't get through many innings, so that's a bit of a question mark. Uh, and now the faulty hold in the four spot. And then Kyle Wright tonight, the Kyle Wright start tonight becomes maybe the biggest thing of the season for the Braves. If Kyle Wright can, can take a step up and become uh, that pitcher we want him to become uh, from a top prospect, first-round draft pick out of Vanderbilt, you know, the faulty loss is a little bit less if Kyle Wright becomes what we hope he can. So uh, I'm really pulling for Kyle tonight. I'll be watching that game intently, and hopefully that'll be – a good story, but even with Kyle, if he does pitch well, we're still going to have a hole in that rotation to fill. Uh, so talking about some options, you know, the, the first couple of things that comes to mind, the veterans on the team, uh, a Josh Tomlin, a Yoli Chassin, who, who pitched pretty well in relief the other night, uh, could come in and probably fill that gap with some innings. Uh, you know, you're not for sure what you'll get out of those guys long term, but, you know, they're fairly solid, consistent, give you innings. Uh, they'll pitch smart out there and, and get you through a game. Uh, then they have the youngsters, the, the rookies, the guys down in uh, the minor league camp. Ian Anderson uh, is a, a prized first-round draft short prospect that we think is going to be really good. Not sure he's quite ready yet, but uh, Ian is a possibility. Tucker Davidson's a guy that I love, uh, left-handed pitcher with pretty good velocity who's basically been an up-and-comer. Uh, he's overachieved, so to speak, based on where he was drafted at, but I think he's a guy that has a good major league future. Uh, then we know we have Bryce Wilson uh, also uh, still lurking that, that's got good velocity and good stuff. He's just yet to put it together. So those are some young options we have. Uh, Tuki Toussaint also, uh, who pitched last night in relief after Fulte came out. I thought got some bad luck. Ender misplayed the ball out there in the outfield, and, and they had some some blue pits or some – off the end of the bat things that kind of went in the right spot. So Tukey, you know, didn't didn't look great last night, but I think, think he pitched a little better than his line looked. So he's a guy you might could also get a spot start to and maybe get in there and get that. 
that spot. Uh, my guess is we see one of the veterans get a start, and then we kind of maybe piece it together with some of the young guys getting some spot starts, and hopefully someone steps up and uh, and takes command of that that spot that's going to be open. I guess it would be the fifth spot now. We'll, we'll call Kyle Wright the four-star, assuming Kyle can pitch well. Uh, if Kyle doesn't pitch well, you know, you add Kyle to that mix of the pool I just mentioned, and you have five or six guys, you know, really filling two spots uh, for the Braves in that in that hole for Mike Fultonavich in the rotation. The other thing that's that's a bit of a possibility is a trade. Uh, you know, I don't know how real a trade would be in this situation with a 60-game season amidst a pandemic. Uh, you know, asking somebody to, to move during this would be very trying uh, to get them up and uproot them from their home and bring them to Atlanta to pitch, you know, in the offseason or in the, in the summer for – a while uprooting a family is probably a pretty difficult to ask right now, but certainly there is a trade deadline out there that's, that's actually coming up pretty soon. So we could make a trade. Uh, I don't really look for that to happen. I don't think that's really an option, but, you know, Alex may go out and, and find something that we're not thinking of. So so there's some ideas and what I think about the rotation spot that Fulte's going to fill. But, again, breaking news last night, Mike Fultonavich DFA'd uh, after a disappointing outing with no velocity as we were kind of afraid uh, that might happen. So uh, we're going to take a break and be back with a second segment in just a moment. So we're back here with the Braves Craze podcast. I got a few more things I want to chat about before we end the day's show. Uh, first, I want to acknowledge you may have seen a new logo out there for the Braves Craze podcast when you download, subscribe, or look at that. Uh, I want to thank my daughter for drawing that for me. Uh, it's a little bit of an art- artistic logo as opposed to one that's more digital. So just to explain that and let you know what it was, but uh, I'm pretty proud of that, and we're going to use that going forward for a while. Uh, it is a hand-drawn logo from my daughter, so again, I want to say thanks to her on that. Uh, I want to talk about, unfortunately, some, some some bad news again now, and that's the, the Miami Marlins situation and the, the COVID outbreak they've got going there. Uh, first of all, prayers go out to the entire Marlins team, anyone that's been exposed or diagnosed with COVID or, or has any symptoms, any whatever it may be, uh, my prayers go out to the team and hopefully they're going to all be safe and get well soon. Uh, we also have to worry and think about the Yankees and maybe even the Braves who played them in exhibition early last week, middle of the week or so. So got to be really careful going forth here. I know with a lot of teams, but certainly short term, the Marlins, uh, my thoughts and prayers go out to all that group. Uh, I've got to go out and say, too, I just wonder whether or not we'll be playing baseball even this time next week uh, if there's more outbreaks and, and you know, the, the Yankees or anyone else uh, who might have played the Marlins, come into contact with the Marlins, come down with anything. It's going to be decision time coming up pretty soon, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I, don't, I know that Rob Manfred was quoted as saying they're not going to make a quick move and, and stop playing at this point in time. They're going to try to control it. So I'm glad they're going to try to keep going. But, uh you know, certainly uh, there's some concern there, and and we're seeing within the first week or so, uh, first three or four games, we've had some problems here with COVID kind of getting out of control. You know, if you watch the dugout, social distancing is something that, that we all have been try, trying to learn and practice. Uh, it's pretty hard to do that consistently, and we've seen the dugouts, some of the players doing some touching high fives being too close together, those kind of things. So hopefully this might, uh, and again, I'm not blaming anybody, but hopefully this might help them realize we got to be serious about this and really uh, be diligent. So again, uh, hopefully things get better and we don't have other issues, but certainly right now there's some concern out there for baseball, and I just do hope we get to keep playing uh, from here. Uh, so enough of that. Let's let's go on to some positive stuff now. Uh, 
Let's talk about the Braves and, and who's playing well right now. We've had some really good things going on on the on, on the mound with Soroka and Free. We've had some guys hot. Uh, Dansby is just killing it, man. He, he looks great. He's locked in. Had the home run last night again. Uh, you know, really, really hitting the ball well, squaring up, not pulling off anything. And, and, and you know, Dansby takes a step forward this year. Uh, you know, from where he was last year. You know, people forget Dansby was was really doing well last year until he got hurt. He had 17 homers, most of those early on, and, and got hurt, and, and uh, you know, never really got back to where he was. So if Dansby stays healthy and takes that next step, I'm really excited. He becomes more of an impact middle of the order, up, up, upper part of the order guy pretty quickly if this keeps up. So, uh, you know, he's doing great. I, I also wanted to mention that the signing of Matt Adams has worked out pretty well. Matt's played well, homered last night as well. Uh, in the loss, but, uh, you know, Matt's had some big hits. Uh, Marcelo Zuna has played well. I mean, you know, everybody knows I wasn't huge on Ozuna, but so far, so good for Marcel. He looks really great in what he's doing. Uh, I got to mention the Riley home run from a couple nights ago. Man, that thing, the facade of the upper deck, the third deck, I think, in, 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 in New York was just amazing when he hit that ball uh, in the big blowout game the other day we had with the Mets, with the Braves won. So, uh, I think it was measured at 458, but goodness gracious, that was a, a monster shot. So Austin Riley, when he hits it, can hit it as far as anybody I've seen. Big, strong, light tower power guy. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see where he goes for us, and hopefully he keeps taking the forward step as well. Uh, on the flip side, Acuna is really struggling right now, uh, missing a lot of fastballs. Timing looks bad. So I know Ronald goes through ups and downs. He did last year, so I expect him to get out of this pretty quick and get it turned around and cranked up. But, uh, you know, Ronald is a guy that is a little bit streaky, but when he gets on the good streak, uh, he can ride. you can ride him. He can carry you for a long, long time. And just waiting on Ronald to kind of turn that corner this year. Uh, last topic I want to talk about is the changes to baseball uh, that we've seen coming up and happening and. Uh, a couple in particular, the, the the runner on second base, extra inning thing, uh, which I hate. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't like it. I, I kind of get it in the in the regular season right now to shorten the game because of COVID, because of health concerns and safety. Uh, I'm okay with them doing that right now, but, but I don't like it. It's not baseball. It's Little League. It's something that I just don't think we should be trying in the league. Uh, you know, it did help us in the game against the Mets in game two. Uh, for sure, but uh, it can equally hurt you, I think, going forth as well. So, uh, And then secondly, the new exp expanded playoffs to put 16 teams in where the first and second place teams in division go, plus two more, for lack of a better word, wild cards going in. And then you have a three-game series, best of three, I think, to start out with, one versus eight, two, seven, three, five, uh, three, six, five, four uh, will be the seedings. Uh, not a big fan of that either. Uh, I think that's a, a gimmick to get more teams in to make more revenue, more money for the league, which they may need it right now. So, uh, but again, putting eight teams in, six teams in, sixteen teams in total, eight from each league, way too much for me. I mean, it's more like a tournament to see who wins. Just let everybody in at this point and let them play, right? No, I don't mean that. But you know, I do think it's too many teams to bring in. So, uh, you know, we'll see how this works out. The main thing with all these rules. Uh, you know, the DH is another rule that I'm, I've warmed up to some on the DH. Uh, I'm okay with the DH, I think. But, uh, you know, I, I don't want to change baseball. I don't think baseball is broken. It doesn't need to be fixed. Uh, and I know some of the younger viewers want the game shortened and different things out there. But I'm sorry that the traditional game of baseball, the greatest game ever played in my mind, 
is not broken. And the more we tinker with it, the more we change it, the more I think we kind of destroy it or mess it up more. Uh, my main thing with these rules, with the exception of maybe the DH, I'm still kind of thinking about that one, they got to be temporary. Uh, this season is one where, yeah, we might need to change some things and try some things for the player's safety, for the fan's safety, for everyone's safety to get it back, to be able to play baseball. Making these changes, I can live with right now. Uh, I, I really hope these aren't considered long-term past this year. Once things are more normal, uh, the second base runner thing and extra innings and the extended playoff things, in my mind, has to go away. Uh, so that'd be my comment and my thoughts on those. Uh, you know, if it's just for now, if it's because of the short season, the 60-game season, if it's because of COVID and health concerns, then I'll let it go. But if they try to make this permanent, I'm not going to be real happy at all. And, and, and again, I'm thinking they're changing the game for the wrong reasons if that's the case. So uh, that's the show today. Uh, the Braves play uh, all week again. I already previewed those games, I think, already in the last podcast. So hopefully we can come away with some wins. It was a slow start last night, and the faulty situation has made this a crazy, crazy week. So enjoy the Braves this week. Hopefully we get some wins. Hello, and thanks for listening to the Braves Craze Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And be sure to follow the Braves Doctor on Twitter at Dr. Braves.